got me like, Ooh, yeah, way up in the skies, like, living my time, just trying to get my life right. My God never fails, so I'm here no tell. Living for the king of kings, what do you think this is? Got me like, Ooh, yeah, way up in the skies, like, living my time, just trying to get my life right. My God never fails, so I'm here no tell. We're going for the kill, we're going for the murder We do it for the kids, do it for the culture, do it for the turn up We told you heaven don't party like this, who lied to you? Tell them it's Friday in the morning, but in heaven it's always life for you Living for the king like I'ma die yesterday Call my mama to pray, did everything I remember like yesterday On her knees she will stay, highline the heavens fall Like Jesus, will you help us in every way? We can do the Lord we need you Good evening, church. If anyone wants to start making their way through from the uh, foyer, that'd be fantastic. We're going to uh, start by uh, just coming and entering into his presence. Uh, and, and yeah, so while I was preparing uh, earlier today for, for chairing the, uh, the gathering, um, I really felt the song Surrounded uh, on my heart by, by Bethel Music. And uh, I felt like it would be... Um, a fantastic way to come and start this evening. So if you want, come come into the front, find a space uh, where you can just hang out with God on your own. Uh, and and yeah, the whole idea of it is, you know, we're surrounded by God. Um, and how and you know, we we look to him when we're coming into battle. Um, you know, God fights our battles for us. So uh, this song is is basically just a declaration around, you know, letting God come in and, and fight for us. Uh, and yeah, so come forward. Let's just enter into a bit of um, time in His presence before we kick into into things. Yeah. Surrounded 
Father, thank you for fighting our battles every day, over and over. Thank you that we're able to gather again, unrestricted. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome. 
If you're new, um, it's great to have you with us. My name is Josh. Um, I have been attending this church in some way, shape or form for 15 years. Um, so it's fair to say I'm starting to get old. Starting. Starting. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, if you're new uh, and you're wanting to find out some more about us as a church, uh, there's a welcome packs down at the back. Uh, make sure you go grab one um, and the team would love to, to connect with you um, and hear more about you and, and put you get you involved in, in the life of the church. Uh, and if you have had a birthday, why don't you take a seat if you want as well? And if it's your birthday, make sure you whack your hand up because uh, everyone likes to have uh, chocolate. So if it's your birthday and you want chocolate, that'd be good. If it's also your anniversary, uh, wedding anniversary, if that's you, then also whack your hand up. Have we got any takers? That's tomorrow, that doesn't count. Any birthdays? Yes? Wedding anniversary? Fantastic. Yep, Cam, he's getting old as well. Fantastic. Alright, dear Lord, thank you for birthdays. Thank you for wedding anniversaries. We declare your favour, your health and your protection over everyone that's just had a birthday or at a wedding anniversary, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now we're going to hear from uh, the video news team. So, if you turn towards the screens. Hey church family, welcome to Activate Church. Yeah, and a huge welcome if you're watching from Tuaco campus, from North campus, Ruakuta campus, yeah. or if you're watching online, it is great to have you with us. This week from the 11th to the 13th of March, we finally have a SIN conference. It's gonna be amazing, and I encourage you to come. Today is the last day to register. So if you haven't got your red Joe in, quickly jump on the website and get it in. It's gonna be amazing. $60, as cheap as chips. We've got Pastor Jacinda Goodsir, Pastor Paul De Jong, and our latest guest speaker, Pastor Scott Hansey from Awaken Church in Australia. It's gonna be an amazing time. Please don't yeah. miss it. Come on, we also have Ascend t-shirts, yeah. so make sure you check them out at the merch table at Ascend Conference. Yeah, I hope to see you there. On the 21st of March at 7pm, held at Hamilton Boys High School, we have Pray Waikato. Pray Waikato is a regional prayer night where many churches from around Waikato come together to pray and uplift for our region. If you want more information, make sure you go to Facebook and search Pray Waikato. We have a SEND conference coming up this week and this is not the same notice that played just before. <laughs> this is a separate one to remind you yeah, again because you really need to come to a SEND. It's going to be a great time. I know that the last Activate conference, Keita and I experienced God in an incredible way yeah. and we love Scott Hansey. It was awesome and he's coming back for this conference. So make sure you come along. Get your regos in. Today is the last day. Go to the hub or or jump on the website and sign up. We would love to see you there. Hey, and did I tell you that a SIN conference is coming up? Because you should totally come. Yeah. But hey, that's all our notices for today. But I pray that you experience God's presence today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. 
Awesome. We're going to get back into or continue with our praise and worship. If you guys want to stand to your feet, there's some room down the front if you need a bit more space to boogie. You guys know this one.
You've tried so hard to see it It took me so long to believe it You'd choose someone like me To carry your victory Perfection could never earn it Give what we don't deserve it You take the broken Raise them to
Jesus has given me. So because of you, so because of what you did, Jesus, you opened up the gates. You release the heavens God we're so thankful I'm so thankful
turn our attention to Jesus tonight, eh? Maybe close your eyes. Lift your hands, open your heart. Holy Spirit, I know you're in the room. You promised you would be. And we welcome you in this place. So amazing to think that we can stand here in the presence of Almighty God. I ask tonight, Holy Spirit, that you would accomplish what's on your heart, that would cooperate with you, that we would allow you to be the boss, that you would go to work shaping every person's life in this place for your glory. Father, that we'd be better off, that your church would be better off, that the city would be better off because we've taken a few minutes tonight to come together in your presence. So we give you permission to move amongst us. give you permission to speak to us. In fact, not only permission, it's our desire. We long to hear you. I thank you for every person in this place. Lord, my desire is that every person in this place would encounter you tonight. So I thank you for great opportunities in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, fantastic. See, why don't you say hello to three or four people while you're sitting down? And if you've never seen them before, introduce yourself. Thank you, team. Are you doing well? You're looking great, sounding great. Hey, that victory song is um, being released on Saturday. Come on, on Spotify and every other platform that you can buy your music, which is going to be great. That's part of conference. You coming to conference, eh? Hey, that was underwhelming. Don't tell your parents I said this if you're at school, but I reckon you should take a sick day and come to conference. I can see parents, look at their mouths, wide open. It'll be better for you than school. School's great, university's great, but getting together in the presence of God's even better. And um, just don't tell them I said that. Make it sound like it's your idea, okay? That'll be really good. That'll be really good. Hey, I want to play a game tonight. Um, uh, The title of my message is Level Up. And if you were here this morning, I'll be going down much the same line because I really feel it's a prophetic message that God is just using to get us in place for conference this week, actually, and that he wants to speak to us and he wants to position us. Um, Hang on, I'm going to shift this because I'm going to walk in the shade all the time otherwise. How's that? I look much better in the light, don't I? You can say yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, And so I've called this message Level Up. And... If we're really going to level up in God, God is looking for bold people. He's looking for people of courage and with not only intent, but intention to live the life that he's called us to. And that takes courage. 
And so if you hear the whisper of God, because I believe by faith I was praying about today and I saw some stuff in the Spirit. And I reckon, I absolutely believe that some of you are literally going to hear in your ears the whisper of God tonight. That's what I'm believing for. And if you hear that at any point, feel free to yell out at the top of your lungs. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Just yell out at the top of your lungs, level up. Is that all right? As, as a statement of faith, you're allowed. That's church. You're allowed. Okay? So, so can we just try that all together on the count of three? Level up, okay? Three. Mm, you can do better. And you need to kind of come up on the end a little bit because it kind of gives it that bit of authority sounding. Okay? Okay. On three again. Three. I like it. You guys are good. You guys are really good. I went go-karting a little while ago. Luke took me go-karting. It was my Father's Day gift, and um, it was a little late coming, but that's all right. He came good. And um, we went go-karting, and this is like confessions right now. He beat me. First time ever. And so I understand how it feels for Tim now to be labelled a loser. Because he, he beat me by 0.2 of a second, Tim, coincidentally, which would be the amount that I beat Tim by. And, um, and I thought, that's just not right, that he should beat me. He's bigger than me. Oh, there was a downhill. That'll be why. He was bigger than me and there was a downhill. There was an uphill too. That's true. But anyway, he beat me. And I thought, darn it. I need to level up. I need to go a level higher. I just need to get it together because I need to drive at a slightly faster, higher level than what I was driving at. And I reckon that God is calling us all to level up in our Christian. Now, I thought about this this afternoon and I thought, why am I using the term level up today? Because we just wanted the level down. Hey, we did. We wanted the level down. But outside of that, we're leveling up. Yeah? We're leveling up. So we're going to level up because this is the deal. We get to choose the level that we live our life. Spiritually, naturally, anything else, we get to choose at what level we're going to live. You get to choose. You cannot blame the person next. Oh, they made me do this. They No, no. Actually, the power of choice is incredible. You get to choose the level you're going to live at. That's an amazing thought. One day we'll stand before God and, and God will go, so why did you choose to live at that level? And we'll have to say something. <laughs> because I chose to live at that level. You can live at a higher level than you are now. You can live in relationship with God and in the purposes of God. You can live at a higher level tomorrow than you are today. Simply a choice. Simply a choice. That, that's it. Um, I can't quite work out. See, most of us want to level up in nearly every area of our lives, don't we? Like, if you achieve something. So I, my exercise at home, I'm proud of my exercise. I'm exercise again. My knee works good enough. And, and when I started exercising again, if I did, I don't know, in 15 minutes, if I lasted 15 minutes, it was a win. 
It was a real win. And if I could walk that day, that was even a better win. So I've just kind of been increasing it, going, you know, I reckon I can cycle 10 Ks in 15 minutes on the exercise. It's probably not real Ks, but 10 Ks. And I've been working at this. And about 10 days ago, I nailed it. I nailed it. I got there. I got to the 10K mark in 15 minutes. And I'd like to tell you I felt good. But I had to work so hard to get there, I was wiped out for the rest of the day. I couldn't hardly function. It was like... But now, I'm living in that new level. If I don't get to 10Ks now, I think, why not? I, I haven't put an effort in there. I haven't tried hard enough because I decided that I wanted to level up from where I was to where I am now. I wonder what I could be doing in three months' time. Probably not much more because I don't know if my legs can go any faster, to be fair. But, 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 maybe, <laughs> but maybe rev it up. Yeah, but maybe more, maybe more. But every area of life's like that, isn't it? You know, if I'm playing a video game, I like car racing games. Um, I did video games were around when I was young. <laughs> just, just. I've probably said before, but Luke did say, I'm picking on Luke, but Luke did say to Jan and I once, or to myself, he said, when you were little, was there colour in the world? I said, what's that about? And he'd seen a black and white TV programme. And it was like, was there colour in the world? Of course there was. How rude. And, 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 and I, so I was, I was around just when the video games were coming in. That was when I was little. And, um, and I, I liked video games. And even to this day, to relax every now and then, I will sit down and I'll play. It's got to be a racing game. I'm not interested in anything else. Just racing. Racing cars, racing motorbikes, racing. I don't care what it is, as long as it's racing and it's hard. And I always want to level up. I'm never satisfied. Always. It could be like you, maybe with, I don't know, what could you level up on? If you threw a dinner party, you could. Hey, like you might cook a three-course meal and you go for your guests and you go, wow, I pulled that off. Next week I'm going to have another set of guests. I'm going to do a five-course meal. Why not? Why not? It's like when you go fishing, you catch a fish, and if you catch a fish this big, you go, that is awesome. But before half an hour's gone, you go, and if I can catch one this big, I can catch one this big. Because we always want to level up. That's the way it is. We want to level up in life everywhere, don't we? Except clothes size. You do when you're little, then as you get bigger, you want to level down. But everywhere else, you want to level up all the time. Except, why is it that we tend to plateau in our spiritual life? It's like, well, I've, I've invited Jesus into my world, and now I'm just going to cruise. Why is that? When everywhere else in life we want to... Can you say it for me, please? Thank you, thank you. We want to level up. And everywhere else, it's, it, it just seems to be a different attitude in our spiritual life. And I think God's speaking into that at the moment. I think he's speaking really clearly into that. And... Um, and we're going to Luke chapter 19, because that's where we're up to, in the book of Luke. Someone pointed out this morning that I had jumped a little bit, and I have. But we're on Luke 19. And Jesus was actually telling this primarily to his disciples, because he wanted them to realize that there, an era had come in. They believed that the kingdom of God was about to come, that something was going to happen, and it would be the end of days and everything else. But Jesus was bringing this story as a correction, saying, yeah, nah. Actually, it's not going to happen straight away. You need to prepare your lives. You need to shape your lives. 
to live a life that is worthy of being called a disciple of Christ. And that's what he's essentially saying to them. And so uh, I've been quite gripped by this, but I've been really gripped by, because we, we have our themes, our scriptures each week that we're working through the book of Luke, and we plan the, the, the scriptures, but the themes this year have been amazing. The themes this year, God's just kept saying the same thing, and he's saying things like, be ready. Are you ready? Are you living in a state of readiness? Ready for what? And then Steve McCracken comes and he says, um, preaches to us, and he preached a message called, The Church Jesus is Returning For. And so there's this really common theme that God is speaking, and it's got to be one of two things. It's got to be either the second coming, which is going to happen, hey, some of you don't sound too sure of that. Let me tell you, it's going to happen. It is. It's either imminent and going to happen right really soon, or God's trying to say something else to the church, or both. Hey. Yeah? Great. You with me? You okay? You hanging in there? Good. I'm just going to assume that's yes. So what I think God is speaking to the church about is about living in a place of readiness. And he keeps speaking about it because we obviously aren't in that place. And he's saying, come on, guys, I need you to get on my page. I need you to get on the page I want you on. I need you to live the lives I've called you to live, not because it's a good idea, but because I want to do some stuff in and through you. And it's going to be awesome. You know, sometimes people think, well, the Christian life's for wimps and everything else. No, no, it's for the bold. I'm telling you, it's for the bold, it's for the brave, it's for those with faith. But Jesus is like, you keep just asking the same thing over and over and over and over again, which says to me that we're probably not doing anything about it. Because otherwise, what do you keep asking? If we were doing it, if we'd made the shifts and we'd stepped into what he was asking, he probably would have said quite clearly, well done, church. You listen and you tell. I, I go to the, um, I've just... I'm just about finished. I started in Genesis in January, and I'm, I'm going to finish Revelation this week. No problem. That's pretty good, eh? And, um, and, and reading through the Old Testament, you just so often look at the Israelites, and you go, they're a bunch of plonkers. They are. You know, God was so clear what he was asking, and they just did the opposite. Or they willfully just disobeyed. You know, you think about the golden calf and all those kind of things. It just went the other way. And you go, what were you guys thinking? And then even in Jesus' time, we look at Jesus' time and go, what were they thinking? Why did they put him on the cross? All that They just didn't see it in the moment. But God was speaking clearly, and they had been forewarned and forearmed. Well, I think we're living in a patch of history, definitely a patch of yours and my life, where God's saying, one season has actually come to a close, and I'm asking you to make some adjustments and to step into a new season. Live a new way. Live with a new urgency at a new level. I'm asking you to level up to be able to achieve and walk as I'm calling the church to walk in this new season, which I'm really excited about, I've got to say. But this, I think we miss it because we're in it. And I don't want to be part of a generation that two or three generations down the track are going to go, what were those guys thinking? God spoke so clearly to them and they ignored him. They did nothing. I don't want to be a nothing generation. I want to be a front foot generation, a generation that said, okay, God, if you want to do it, let's level up. 
Let's go to the next level. Let's, let's go. Great. I reckon God's already spoken in some of your ears and you're too scared to say level up. Let me jump. Let's read the passage. The passage is great. Luke 19, 11 to 27. I'm warning you at the start, it's pretty clear and it's a bit in your face, okay? But you can handle that. Okay, the crowd was listening to everything Jesus said and because he was nearing Jerusalem, he told them a story to correct the impression that the kingdom of God would begin right away. He said a nobleman was called away to a distant empire to be crowned king and then return. Before he left, he called together 10 of his servants and divided among them 10 pounds of silver, saying, invest this for me while I'm gone. But his people hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we don't want you to be our king. After he was crowned king, it didn't change anything. After he was crowned king, he returned and called in the servants to whom he had given the money. He wanted to find out what their profits were. The first servant reported, Master, I invested your money and I made ten times the original amount. Well done, the king explained. You're a good servant. And you have been faithful with the little I entrusted you, so now you will be governor over ten cities. The next servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made five times the original amount. Well done, the king said. You will be governor over five cities. But the third servant brought back only the original amount of money and said, Master, I hid your money and I kept it safe. I was afraid because you're a hard man to deal with, taking what isn't yours and harvesting crops that you didn't plant. You wicked servant, the king roared. He didn't even say, that wasn't very smart. You wicked servant, the king roared. Your own words condemn you. If you knew that I'm a hard man who takes what isn't mine and harvests crops I didn't plant, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then, turning to the others standing nearby, the king ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one who has 10 pounds. But master, they said, he already has 10 pounds. Yes, the king replied, and to those who have done well, they will be given even more. I missed a line. Yes, the king replied, and to those who use well what I have given them, even more will be given to them. But for those who do nothing... Even what little they have will be taken away. And as these, and as for these enemies of mine who didn't want me to be their king, bring them in and execute them right here in front of me. Ouch. That's pretty savage, eh? That last verse. Pretty savage. So I think we should level up. Yeah? Why don't you say to the person next to you, level up. So come on, we're going to level up. So come on, he's talking to you. Now, you didn't say that with conviction. Because here's the deal. He is talking to us if we're a disciple of Christ. He's, he's talking to us. And the tendency is, you know, we can sit in church and we go, whoa, that, it's quite straight. That bit's quite straight. And so I sit here and, and straight away in my mind, instead of going, man, I need to hear that. God, you're speaking to me and I need to grapple with that and work it through. I would sit here and I'd go, yeah, Lord, Jan needs to hear that, get her. Hey, <laughs> this true, it's how it works, we try to deflect. But God's speaking to you, to every single one of you. He's speaking to disciples, he's speaking to his church. 
So there's no hiding, there's no ducking, diving. If you're wondering who he's speaking to, the answer is you. Say me. The answer is me. Me. So there's three groups of people here. There is Hang on one second. There's three groups of people. The first group had a golden run, really. They were obviously high-capacity people. Uh, They were wise investors. They were able to see and make the most of the opportunities that were in front of them. And they made ten times what the king gave them. Ten times. How's the king respond to them? Well done. You are amazing. Well done. You made ten times. That's fantastic. There's a second group of people. And... For whatever reason, they made five times. Maybe they had a few issues along the way. Maybe they were, uh, had a different capacity to the first group. Maybe they had less opportunity. I don't know. It doesn't tell us. They made five times the return. But the king says to them, well done. Good on you. Well done. You did it. And then there's the third group. But the third group have got a poor attitude, poor confession, poor application, poor work ethic, poor results. And the king roars at them. You wicked servant. The problem being that they did nothing. Nothing. The gift of salvation is free for us. You can't earn it. I can't earn God's grace. It doesn't matter what I do. God won't love me any more or less. I can't earn it. The gift of salvation is something that he has provided. Salvation has been coming into relationship with him, not only for this life, but for the whole of eternity. Where he washes my past away and says, come on, let's do this thing together. We're starting again. Let's Makes me a son. Makes you a son or a daughter of God. That, that's free. You can't earn that. That is God's grace. Unmerited favour. God's grace. However, according to this passage, it would make it very clear that whilst that is free, salvation, after then, as we walk as a disciple, God expects a return on our life. He expects our lives to produce something for the kingdom, something of kingdom value, and some will produce much and some will produce less, but he expects a return on our lives. That means when I stand before him, he's going to say, so what did we do? How did you apply yourself? How did the kingdom advance through your life? And I want to have a good answer. I want to say I gave it my best shot. Now, that's going to look different for everyone, depending on where you're called to be, what you're called to do. It looks different. You can't measure that. I can't measure Jan's effectiveness against myself. I can only measure my effectiveness against my own obedience. That's all. It doesn't matter where you are. But the kingdom of God is not about free rides. And so many think it is. It's not. It's not about free rides. Disciples are on a mission, and the mission is kingdom expansion. And we're called to it. We are not called to nothing. You are not called to nothing. You're not. You are called for purpose. You're called as a son and a daughter of, a God, of God for a purpose. You are not called to nothing. So what's your, your confession? What's our confession? I love God's reward system. He gives them 10. This is, I've made the math up. 
but he gives them 10, let's say $10. The first group of people go out, they work really hard, and they earn 10 times the, um, the amount. So how much do they now have? One, yeah, I can see your brain spinning. Be bold, say it. No, they don't. Not yet. Oh, they do. Yeah, that's right. Blow. They go out and they earn 100. So now they've got 110. Yes? We're good, aren't we? I can see our bright business graduates there. I would come to you if you worked that out. If you didn't, I wouldn't. <laughs> so, so they were given 10. They work really hard. They make 10 times the 10. So now they've got 10 plus 100 is 110. We're on the same page. And God says to them, fantastic, I'm going to reward you. Here we are. You're now the governor of the whole of the Waikato. How's that work? That's amazing. That's a supernatural reward that God's promising. He says, I'll give you 10, you work 10, and then they come back and they, I worked hard, I got 10. He goes, fantastic, you're now the governor of 10 cities. Like, wow, that's incredible. It's amazing. I wonder which group we're in, because there's that group, the group that worked hard, the group that got the reward. And then there's the third group who did not get a reward. In fact, they had what they were, they got what they had taken off them. Why? Because they did nothing. Zip, nada, nothing. I wonder, and this is pure speculation, but I wonder if they came back and that, that third group had gone to God and they said, or the king, and they said, you know, we tried really hard and it just stuff came unstuck. We tried and, and some stuff didn't work out and we made a few mistakes and everything else and, well, we haven't got a lot to show for it, but we tried really hard. I suspect God would have said, well, thank you for trying. Well, the king would have said, thank you for trying. He wouldn't have roared at them and said, you wicked servants. He roared at them because they did nothing. My question is, how many of us have said, yes, Jesus, I accept your gift of salvation, and now we do nothing? Nothing. I said at the start it wouldn't be comfortable. Because I think it's a little bit of the Western church mentality which is do nothing in fact we expect the opposite we expect the organisation of church actually to serve us when we're called to serve God and to be his hands and his feet his ambassadors to the world the community so you and I choose what level we want to live at at the end of the day you've got to own that the choice is yours it's no one else's I can't look to Jan and say, Jan, you held me back. I'm sorry, but you held me back. You chose the level. Well, actually, if it's Jan, she'll say, you chose the level, and I couldn't attain it. God's going to say, no, no, we're not talking about Jan here. We're talking about you. And that's why the scripture is so uncomfortable, because it's talking about you. There's nowhere to hide. It's talking about you. We get to choose our level. We get to choose the level we live at, we work at, we believe at, we confess at. And we're all given something by the king to invest, and that something is our lives. Wow. I think I'm happy scared. I'm like happy at the possibilities. 
I'm terrified at the possibilities, all at the same time. It's amazing. What are we going to do with it? That's a question, isn't it? What are we going to do with it? Because every disciple has a mandate to see the kingdom increase. Therefore, go make disciples. Make. It's increase. It's not if, it's how. And as I said, you mean me? Yes, I mean you. I mean me. I mean you. I can point at you quite comfortably because I know I've got three pointing at me. He's speaking to all of us. He's saying, come on, this is the church I'm looking for. So God is speaking to the church really clearly at this time. He's saying, get ready. Live in readiness. Live on the front foot. Be ready. Get our lives on God's page. Live our lives God's way. Uh, You don't need to have an opinion about everything. That's a Western thing, eh? Oh, but I think. No, 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 just you do need to think, but don't think. Go to the Word of God. And see what it says. You don't need an opinion. The Word of God tells us. See, what I've found is when I have opinion, I'm normally trying to bring God's bar down to where I feel comfortable. So if I have an opinion about language, is an easy one to pick on. Um, about, you know, God says make sure our language is good. It's always uplifting. It's always encouraging. It's blessing people. It's not cursing people. So, so that's God's standard. But if I have an opinion and go, well, that was for back then and God, you know, now. Now, all I'm trying to do is lower his bar until I feel comfortable that actually my language fits in the bar. And that's what happens with opinions. The opinion is it's God's opinion. We need to apply ourselves to his purposes. So get ready. I think what God's actually saying to the church is, wake up. Wake up. Come on. i got stuff. I want to go somewhere. I just need you to wake up. Get on the page. And that's never comfortable. How many of you had a mother that came into your bedroom when you were a kid? Wakey, wakey, rise and shine, it's morning time. Am I the only one? It's like, what? Surely not. But that's what Jesus is saying to the church, I think. Come on, wakey, wakey. I've got stuff for you to do. I've got a life for you to live. I've got promises for you to step into. I just need you to wake up and do it. And then there's... Secondly, I think he's saying that he wants us to expect a move of God, whatever that looks like, I don't know. But expect a move of God. My prayer is, God, I'm expecting it. Please don't let me miss out on it. Don't let me miss out on it. And thirdly, I think he's saying, we're on, uh, stay on course. Stay on course. So why is he laboring this over and over and over and over and over again? And we're not the only place, by the way. He's speaking to the church. Why is he laboring it over and over again? He's laboring it over and over again because we're not ready, we're not listening, and we're not responding. Which is a bit sad, eh? We're not. You know, when my kids were little, if I asked more than once, it was because there was no response. I got good at asking more than once. You'd ask once, nothing. Twice, nothing. Three times, Nothing. Pop a valve, suddenly it all happens. <laughs> Amazing. But, but, but why, why? Because I don't want God to pop a valve. Uh, you know, but, but why is that? It's because we weren't listening, weren't responding, weren't ready. Weren't ready. And God's been incredibly gracious, I think. He's saying to his church over and over and over again, come on, church, be ready. Come on, church, listen. Come on, church, get on the front foot. Come on, church, level up. Come on, church, come on, church. He's looking for a response from us. So in order for us to response, really, to respond, we kind of need to realise where we are. 
It's hard to change if you don't realise there's a problem. And the problem is that we can sit and we can nod and we can say yes, and that's the life of a believer, but we're called to be disciples, and disciples are known by their obedience. It's a different standard. And so, you know, some of us, we just need to repent and confess to God, look, I'm coasting, Lord. I'm coasting. I don't quite know how to change that, but I'm open to you shifting me. God, I'm squandering my life away. Oh, yeah, I'm out there, I'm having a good time, whatever the case is, but I know that I know in here. You get me on a quiet night. I know in here that you've actually called me to something great. See, I believe God's resourced all of us for greatness. All of us. I know you've called me to something great, but I'm not quite sure how to make that change. Oh, I'm hanging out with these friends, and these friends are kind of going that way, but I'm not sure I want to leave. No, no, sometimes you just got to go, well, I can't go that way anymore. I've, I've got to go this way. And it comes at a cost. That's called discipleship. Some of us are just ignoring what God's saying. Put my fingers in my ears, hopefully he goes away. God's bigger than that. He's bigger than that. Lord, help me with that. Some of us are simply way off target. We're just going in the wrong direction completely. Well, Lord, help us change. Put our eyes on the goal. Convict me of the change that's required and help me walk the right way because that's what a loving God does. Some of us are hiding from him. Some of us are trying really, really hard. And it's like, God, I'm trying my best, but I do want to level up. I want to go to the next level. Lord, take me to the next level, whatever that looks like. Take me to the next level. And we need to ask for help and refocus our lives on him. For a minute, I just want you to own what the scripture is saying. Don't think about anybody else. What is God saying to me? What is God saying for me? Lord, how do you want me to respond? Where do you want me to shift? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to take hold of? How do I need to reposition? How do I need to change my confession? How do I? What's God saying to you? And as we finish, I want to give us an opportunity to respond tonight. Sometimes I think, you know, we can just sit and respond. Other times I really think we need to make a move. And God is asking us to make a move. He's asking us to get ready, to be ready, to live in readiness. And we, make a, we need to make a move. So tonight, I'm going to call this table the altar. Um, it's deep and meaningful. The altar is the place where God will alter you. I know it's deep for some of you, but it's okay. This is the altar. The altar is a place of sacrifice. The altar is a place of surrender. The altar is a place where God alters us. And if you've heard what he's saying, because I, I really believe that I could sign off tonight with, says the Lord. I believe I'm just prophesying, actually, what he's saying to the church. That's how I feel. It's clear, very clear. And if you really want to respond to him, if you're going, Lord, I can see that, I can hear that, and I don't even know how I've got to change, I don't even know where to start with that, but I'm open to you. I'm open to encountering you. I'm open to you shifting me. I'm open to you steering me. I'm open to you drawing me, correcting me, whatever it is. 
why don't you come out of your seats right now and come down the front here to the altar and just have a moment with God. No one's going to pray for you. Yeah, good on you. Come on. Just have a moment with God. No, you can look this way. You look wherever way you want. Good on you. Well done. Come on, allow God to do something in our lives tonight. there's a whole lot more of us that need to move if we're not bold enough to move in a church how are we going to live the life he's calling us to live don't hold back if you feel his prompting just move tonight it's between you and him If you want to level up tonight, respond to God. I'm the first one down here, by the way. Because I'm like, Lord, I want to go further in you. I want to achieve everything you've put in front of me. I want to live at the level you called me to live. I don't want to get sucked into the culture. I want to live for you.
Father, we have faith that you will finish what it is you've started, that you'll finish in our lives what you've started. For your glory, in Jesus' name. You know there's a fourth group of people in that story? I don't know if you noticed them. They featured in verse 14, I think it was, and verse 27. And that group, in verse 14 it says, But his people hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, We do not want him to be our king. That was the fourth group. They didn't recognise him. They didn't want anything to do with him. And in Luke 27, that was that harsh verse, it says, And as for these enemies of mine who didn't want me to be their king, bring them in and execute them right here in front of me. Essentially what it's saying is, is you get to choose. You and I get to choose. If we don't want anything to do with God in this world, at some point you will say, great, you can have it your way and it's going to last all eternity. We chose it. We get to choose our level. That separation. But the reality is that while there was a group that didn't want to know him, so many did want to know him. I believe tonight there's some amongst us who aren't currently walking with Jesus and we want to know him. We want to walk with him. We want to say yes to him. We want to know what it is to be able to say, hey, I'm saved. I'm walking in in relationship with Jesus Christ. Not only is he sorting out my world and walking with me in this this life, but I'm secure for all eternity. That's an amazing thing. The hope that you carry knowing that is an amazing thing. That Jesus went to the cross. That was His mission. And in doing so, He paid the price for all of our wrongdoings. And He said, hey, come to me and let's make a fresh start. And when you come in with relationship with me, let's do it on from here on together. I forgive you for all of the past, all your mistakes, all your errors. Let's walk from here together. Let's do it together. And you will live your best life when you're in relationship with Jesus. Because it's the way we're designed to live with our Creator. And so we walk with Him. And tonight, I wonder who in this room needs to or wants to say yes to Jesus for the very first time. I want to be in relationship with you. I want to walk with you. There'll be others in here and for whatever reason you've walked away. And tonight you're saying, you know, I need to, I need to come back. I need to get things in order. Well, tonight, let's say yes to him. Can I ask you to bow your heads just for a moment? I want to give people around you privacy. The most important decision you ever make is saying yes to Jesus. And in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand if you're saying yes to Jesus. There's nothing in lifting your hand other than I'm going to go fantastic. He's interested and madly in love with you and wants to do life with you. doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, you cannot stray too far. He wants to do life with you. He paid the ultimate price for you because He loves you. So tonight, whether you're choosing Jesus for the very first time, whether you're saying, God, tonight I'm coming back, He's got his arms outstretched. He's welcoming you home, saying, come on, let's do this. Let's do this. Tonight, if you know you need to say yes to Jesus, can you lift your hand quickly right where you are? Just make sure I see your hand, please. 
Fantastic. That's great. Thank you. I can see your hand down there as well. That's fantastic. Seen a couple of people give me a wave so far. Thanks, man. I can see your hand too. I've seen three people give me a wave. Wonderful. I'm going to wait another three or four seconds. Make sure you catch my eye. You know the Bible says, I've seen four people give me a wave. You know the Bible says that when one person gets their life right with Christ, the angels in heaven celebrate. That's pretty cool, way. Eh? I've seen four people give me a wave tonight. That means heaven's in a party. Can we give them a massive hand? Come on. Fantastic. Fantastic. Father, I ask that for these ones who are saying yes tonight, that there would be an incredible sense of a divine transaction taking place. That as we confess with our mouth that you are Lord and believe in our hearts that the Father rose you from the grave on the third day, the Bible tells us we will be saved. We will come into relationship with you. As we ask you, you will cleanse us of our past and we can walk into the future together. And so for each of these ones, Father, I ask there's a wonderful sense of divine transaction tonight from one kingdom to another that they're on the start of the most incredible journey of eternity. They would know your blessing and that you would root them in faith and relationship with you in Jesus' name. I thank you for each one. I declare your blessing on them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Fantastic. Why don't we give Pastor Sharon a hand? That was a fantastic message. So have you leveled up? Have you leveled up? Yeah? Awesome. So as we, as we start to bring the, the gathering into a close, I just want to say thank you for being purpose in your giving. Uh, if you're wanting to give to us, that is fantastic. There are giving stations at each exit. Um, and also, if you are wanting to some, someone to come and stand with you in prayer, um, please come to the front. There is a fantastic prayer team that would love to stand with you and champion you on through prayer. Uh, and don't forget about conference. I'm going to be there. I think a couple of others are going to be there. So if you haven't registered out there, go do it. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, and also, don't forget to hang around because we've got snack and chat. Uh, so there's nothing like hanging out with each other and uh, just getting to know each other and enjoying each other's company. So yeah, it's, um, it's been a fantastic evening, hasn't it? Do we want to finish with a song? All right, let's finish with a song. Thank you for coming to this evening.
I come, let your will be done. You've already won. So with everything, my heart will say that you are king. Although trials may come, let your will be done. You've already won. So with everything, my heart will say that you are king.